Lekutu Sicha is volume 21, the second Sicha on Kisisa. This is the bottom line. The title, seven battles or six. As a rule, Rashi does not repeat himself. Hence, why does Rashi repeat himself in our portion? Here are the two verses and the two Rashis. The first one, chapter 33, verse 2. I will send an angel before you and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hevitites, and the Zebusites. Rashi quotes the words, and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Gomer, etc. And he explains, they are six nations, meaning that listed here, you only find six of the seven nations of the land of clan that would make up the land of Israel. Then he goes on to say, and the Girgashites got up and emigrated from before them, meaning the Israelites, of their own accord. The second verse in our Torah portion is chapter 34, verse 11. Lo, I will drive out before you the Amorites and the Canaanites, the Hittites and the Prizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Rashi quotes the words, the Amorites, dot, 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 and comments. Six nations are here, meaning enumerated here, because the Girgashites got up and emigrated from before them, meaning the Israelites. Now, a note. Commentaries reason that in the second verse, God grants Moses his wish that, lo, I will drive out from before you. While in the first verse, it was to be, I will send an angel before you and not God himself. And therefore, the commentaries reason that Rashi needs to tell us that even when God is driving them out, nevertheless, for the six nations, it will still have to be through Israel waging a war. And only the Girgashites will leave by themselves. However, this reasoning is problematic. A, we find no mention in Rashi concerning the wonder of the six nations not leaving on their own. Rather, Rashi is focusing on why the Girgashites are not listed in this verse. And B, we find no mention in the verse of any war to take place. But to the contrary, the verse seems to be saying that I, God, will drive out from before you, seemingly without Israel waging a war. Thus, the reasoning of the commentaries bears antithetically to the simple meaning of the scripture. So now we have this question, we'll go even further. More than this, if Rashi does feel a need to explain when the verse lists only six nations, being that the student notes that there are seven nations to be given to Israel, then Rashi should have explained it at the first time the verse does this. And we find the verse doing this three times, twice in the portion of Shemot and once in the portion of Mishpatim prior to our two verses. Now, while one could say concerning the third time in Mishpatim, being that the verse states, Behold, I am sending an angel before you, and Rashi tells us already there, here they are informed that they will, that they were destined to futuristic. So therefore, we can say that Rashi explains this when we actually are told in our portion, I will send an angel before you. However, why didn't Rashi comment at, at all at the first two times in the portion of Shemot? Another couple of questions. We need to understand the difference between the two Rashis. There are distinct differences. One, upon verse 33-2, Rashi states, they are six nations. While on verse 34-11, six nations are here. Second difference, upon verse 33-2, Rashi states, and the Girgashites. While on 34-11, Rashi states, because the Girgashites. And number three, upon verse 33-2, Rashi states, Girgashites got up of their own accord. 
While on 34.11, Rashi just states that Girgashites got up and doesn't add the words of their own accord. Number four, lastly, upon verses 33.2, verse 33.2, Rashi quotes from the verse, and I will drive out the Canaanites. While in 34.11, Rashi omits the words, and I will drive out, and quotes just the Amorites. Those are the questions. So let us begin with understanding that the difference between the verses in Shemot and so too in verse 13.5 of Parshat Bo after that of Shemot, we have over here that the verses are speaking not of the nations but of their land. Now let's start quoting. In verse in Shemot 3.8, it says to bring them up to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites. And in Shemot 3.17, it says to the land of the Canaanites, to a land flowing with milk and honey. And in portion, Bo, the Lord will bring you into the land of Canaanites, a land flowing with milk and honey. Thus, we can simply say that only the lands mentioned in the verse are primarily the ones that were flowing with milk and honey, and not the land of the Girgashites, which is why Rashi in Portion Bo is focusing on the sixth land, even though it only enumerates five nations, and not the seventh, that of the Girgashites, because he's focusing on seemingly the land, that sixth land is of milk and honey. Hence, Rashi needn't comment on why the verse only lists six of the seven lands. However, in our portion, the verses are speaking of not of the land, but of the nations. I will drive out the Canaanites. Thus, Rashi needs to explain why the Girgashites, whose land also needs to be vacated, is not mentioned in the verses. Nevertheless, within the two verses of our portion itself, there is a difference. 33.2 speaks of will drive out. And therefore Rashi questions, and I will drive out the Canaanites, but they are only six nations listed here. Thus, how will Israel drive out the seventh nation, the Girgashites? Rashi then goes on to explain that the Girgashites didn't need to be driven out because they left on their own accord. While 34.11 is speaking of the nations being driven out in relation to what is being said before this. Keep carefully what I am commanding you today. And then the verses go on to explain. Beware lest you form a covenant with the inhabitants of the covenant of the land. But you shall demolish their altars, shatter their monuments, cut down their sacred trees. Lest you form a covenant with the inhabitants of the land and you take of their daughters for your sons. And the verses go on. So we're talking about the prohibition of dealing with the people in the land, not of expelling them. Thus, on this verse, Rashi question is not about the will drive out, not including the Girgashites, but rather Rashi is simply pointing out that the reason why the Girgashites are not mentioned in this verse is because there is no concern of lest you form a covenant with inhabitants, being that by the time Israel arrived to the Girgashites land, the inhabitants were already not there. Now, legally speaking, the question arises concerning the Girgashites, whether being that when Israel entered the land, they were not there, and therefore the laws of beware lest you do not apply to them, even if they later return to the land, or if these laws, and therefore the laws do apply to the Girgashites. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Um, does not, well, 
legally speaking, the question arises concerning Gilgashites whether being that when Israel entered the land, they were not there, and therefore the laws of the beware lest you does not apply to them, even if they later return to the land, or if we go to them in Africa where they immigrated to. Or do we say that being that they were in the land at the time that God gave us these laws in this week's portion, and therefore the laws do apply to the Girgashites. We can extrapolate from the words of Rashi in explaining why the Girgashites are not listed in this verse is because of, quote, six nations are here because the Girgashites got up and emigrated here before them. And therefore they are not being listed among the I will drive out before you. However, the Girgashites are included in the laws of keep carefully what I am commanding you today not to enter in the covenant. Now, the fact that we now understand from Rashi that while practically it wasn't applicable when they entered the land, but legally it is applicable wherever the Girgashites may be or if they return, now this will clarify why in Deuteronomy, Moses, just prior to his passing, is commanding the generation entering Israel before He's telling them when the Lord your God brings you into the land to which you are coming to possess, he will cast away many many nations from before you. And he does list the Girgashites and he says seven nations. And he goes on today, neither shall you make a covenant with them. That means that Girgashites is included in the prohibition of making a covenant. Now with Rashi's explanation in our verse 3411, we are impressed to say that Moses in Deuteronomy is speaking only of the Girgashites either before they emigrated from Israel or only of the few Girgashites scattered amongst the other six nations. Once Israel entered, rather, Moses is speaking of all Girgashites at all times at wherever they may be. A taste of Rashi's wine. The two distinct wordings of Rashi and the Girgashites and the other one saying, because the Girgashites are speaking of two different eras. Verse 33-2, they are six nations and the Girgashites, speaks of how the I will drive out did have an effect on all seven nations, including the Girgashites. Only that Girgashites actually leaving happened through God's influence upon them that the Girgashites decided to got up and emigrated of their own accord. While in 3311's six nations are here because the Girgashites got up and emigrated from before them, speaks of how the Girgashites are not part of the I will drive out from before you. What does this mean? Meaning that already before Israel entered the land and began to wage war, the majority of the Girgashites were affected by the I will drive out of God and therefore got up and emigrated to Africa. While their minority remained in the land of Canaan, but not in their own land, only scattered among the lands of the other six nations. This minority of Girgashites then later got up and emigrated before the actual war I will drive out from before you of the other six nations, and not as part of the actual I will drive out from before you. Mystically speaking, what does this mean that there are the two eras, one in which the Girgashites leave on their own and on the other one where they leave by af- during the war of the six?
Mystically speaking, the seven nations refer to the seven evil, selfish emotions of the animalistic soul that are in contrast of the seven holy emotions of the godly soul. Canonized represents the selfish kindness and love, which is the contrast to the holy kindness and love. The Chittites represent the selfish strictness and fear, which is in contrast to the holy justice and awe. Now, Girgashites is kingship of impurity. Kingship that emotion represents thought, speech, and action which have nothing of their own and are but empty vessels and conduits for one's intellects and emotions. Therefore, once the six nations are refined and fixed, then automatically Girgashites got up and immigrated from, emigrated from before them of their own accord. Once one removes from himself any love and desire for anything impure and removes from himself any anger, etc., then automatically his thoughts, speech, and actions are pure of their own accord without a seventh war needing to take place. However, there is this service of before one removes from his heart this self-serving emotion and desire, then he must wage the war of not thinking, speaking, or acting what is impure. The person, just as with the with the intermediate, discussed in Tanya, must therefore wage a seventh war, conquering his impure Girgashite's kingship, for it will not just got up and emigrated from before them of their own accord. This, then, is the mystical difference between the two comments of Rashi. In verse 33-2 speaks of the orderly fashion in one conquering his inner land of Canaan and creating of it his inner land of Israel. Here, one first wages the I will drive out the six nations of selfish emotions and then Girgashites, the thought, speech, and action got up and emigrated of their own accord. While verse 33.11 speaks not of one conquering his inner seven lands, but of God's forewarnings and commandments to Israel. The primary service of Torah and mitzvahs, the forewarnings and commandments, is about the action which must be done and the action which must not be done concerning our thoughts, speech, and actions. Hence, we cannot say the Girgashites got up and emigrated of their own accord because six nations are still here. We still have foreign desires. Rather, the Girgashites got up and emigrated means that his thoughts, speech, and actions are detached and left from the six nations are here. This Girgashites got up and emigrated is because of the words from before them. That means in the inner makings, the wisdom of the godly soul, which pushes away the foolishness of the six nations. But nevertheless, being that we are speaking of one who his six nations are here, therefore the verse warns us, beware lest you form a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, i.e. your six selfish emotions. May our work with conquering our seven nations of our inner land of Canaan and of transforming ourselves into the land of Israel bring us to the land of ten nations, which includes our three intellects, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge with the true and complete redemption brought about by the imminent arrival of our righteous Mashiach.